Welcome to the Journey of Strength podcast, the podcast for men that is going to teach you how to become stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Jacob Weatherly. G'day guys, welcome back to the Journey of Strength podcast. Super excited to be uh, having another guest on today. Uh, I've been following this guy's journey for a little bit since he went to the Transformer event run by Tom Clark. And if you guys don't know who Tom Clark is, I've pretty much mentioned him on every single one of these episodes. So uh, if you don't know who he is, go check him out, Tom Clark Impact on Instagram. You'll be blown away. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I've been following this guy's journey and he's really intrigued me with the content that he's been posting and it's definitely someone that i've been following and keeping an eye on and just loving the way that he is going about things at the moment so anthony welcome my brother welcome to the podcast feel welcomed feel really excited to finally be speaking to you one-on-one yes so, yeah i'm keen to get stuck in man good to be oh, here yeah beautiful i guess we'll start with man like yeah who are you who are you and what do you do currently yeah, so Anthony, born and raised in Darwin Northern Territory, um, naturally born creator, highly observant kid growing up. Um, currently, I'm, I'm working, um, doing my own thing. So right now, I've, I've got my own sort of coaching program going over a bit of mindset, uh, branding, marketing, and business. So it's a bit of a hybrid sort of thing at the moment. Very new, very raw, just launched um, in the last... 14 days or so. So like I mentioned earlier, just throwing myself in the deep end, um, helping others who are in a similar position that I was a bit like lost on the way with what they're currently doing, whether it's in business, work or life. Um, and just trying to rediscover their, their core values, helping them share their message to the world, trying to build something from a place of alignment, essentially, which is fortunately enough, I've gone through a journey of my own and be able to sort of find that path with the guidance of, you know, multiple coaches um, like Tom, um, similar to what you're doing for your boys as well. So it's brought me here today. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah, I want to touch on that as well because I think it's, you know, that's the whole, it's one of the big aspects behind this podcast, like obviously being able to have these conversations with men and show other men out there that even though it seems like we're, lucky and you know um whatever higher power decided to pick us out to have all of this success it's like it's it's it didn't just happen for us right there was there was a whole journey for us to get to this point and that's really what i want to want to dive into with you and i mean start wherever you want to start brother whether it was childhood or school or let's let's go way back like how did you I guess the 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 very broad question is how did you get to this point in your life? Yeah, man, let's get into it. And before we start, I just want to say like I'm actually really, really excited to talk about um like these sort of topics, like the whole like role of the man, the mas- the masculinity side yeah. of things. Cause it's it's something that I've actually been spending a lot of time uh in recently, like trying to learn about. Cause um as, as you know, as, and a lot of your, like your guys know, like there's never a point where you're sat down and it's like, all right, we're going to learn what it, what it is to be a man. 
Like this is what hundred percent what it yep. objectively looks like. This is what it is. So mm. yeah, let's get into into the journey. So like I said, born and raised in Darwin, Northern Territory, the most northern coastal point of Australia, probably the most wettest and driest city um, in Australia as well. Uh, pretty much humble beginnings. Can't complain with um, my childhood. It was a very felt very safe, uh, relaxed environment being up in in the NT. Um, and yeah, I, I was definitely a very like creative sort of curious kid growing up, always trying to observe different people in my life, whether it be like kids in my neighborhood or like, you know, older, older people. So I guess the first, like, obviously when you're first brought into the world, your first like point of dependency is your parents. And like, in terms of like that male figure, it's your dad. And then as I like explored outside, I guess my own sort of, um, like house it was like my my friend's parents their dad so my neighbors i learned a lot of um sort of exposed myself to a lot of like male figures role models and then also teachers at school that's sort of my earliest um foray into what it what a man looked like um and yeah i think it was a it was an interesting time growing up because obviously like being in um like growing up in an ethnic household, like my dad obviously uh, was, so he's originally from Singapore. So he, he like grew up in, in a crazy big family, like 10 plus siblings. Yeah. Um, uh, like education, education really wasn't accessible at that point in time. It was mainly uh, sort of like survival, trying to set a standard um, of living yeah. almost. So so obviously tough for him to be able to communicate, express openly, be be emotional in front of a, uh, in front of me and my sister. So looking back, I've definitely done a lot of like self acceptance of my dad and just like again seeing him as the person that he was, understanding like it was a completely different environment that he grew up in. Being a man to him was purely just like all this outward action, just like don't even worry about how I'm feeling. I just got to like roll with the punches, make sure I provide for my family um, at a very early age as well. So I think a lot of that um, influenced me growing up. And yeah, I think um, it obviously was, it was, it was hard to express um, like how I was feeling definitely within my household. And I think I sort of took that on for most of my upbringing um and i was definitely a, a daddy's boy growing up like i could not um yeah been there. yeah so, yeah and that obviously plays a part growing up as well yeah 100 percent, man agree yeah. for sure like I, I resonate with you so much like um yeah obviously not like my my dad's not from another country like even that in yeah. of itself is is a challenge like if we were just to isolate that one thing like i've I've never experienced that, so I can only like I can only talk on that from from an outside perspective, not having had any experience in it. So uh, I commend you so much on on even being able to speak on that and yeah, be able to break that that barrier down. I think that's that's fucking awesome, man, and courageous as well. Because I mean, you would know, like it's so easy to just go, ah, eh, too hard. 
not gonna yeah. not gonna do anything about it so yeah amazing and yeah being uh being like a yeah like a daddy's boy and being having to and also i resonated really hard when you said like providing for your family early on like um it's it's really really interesting i'm having more and more of those conversations uh this year especially because um you know, with everything going on in the world right now, like there's a lot of families under huge amounts of stress and everything. And like, it's, it's not just the sole income provider that is, yeah, the provider of the household anymore. It's now it's like, everyone's got to pitch in and it's, it's really interesting to hear stories of guys that are, yeah, quite young and always had that, I suppose, safety net of their parents to to fall back on if they have no money or whatever it might be and now that's gone and they're really having to step up and provide for themselves and it's really interesting to see men like step into that role versus Mm. yeah like you and myself doing that quite early and having that challenge pop up if that challenge does pop up later in life being like ah I see this pattern is happening again. I know what to do. Like I've had this before. So yeah I think that's really sick man. And I suppose like a question I've got is the question is not related to that at all. Really. I, I have a question that I wrote down before when you talked about male role models, you know, like, yeah, like you said, the first role model that a man usually has is his father. And then from there, like when you do start to explore, like it becomes, yeah, your mates, your teachers, uh, like sports coaches and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, I'd really like you to touch on, I suppose, what did you learn early on from those from those role models? What's your first memory of, yeah, what's the first memory you have of a really prominent role model in your life? Mm. Think, uh, well, after my dad, I think there's a funny sort of transitional period when you like move away from that, that, um, like that idealistic view towards like your dad. Cause like you, mm. like to me, I, I just felt like safe. He was the provider. He was like the leader of the family. You could always like just rely on him to pick you up and whatnot. And then I think like there's a stage, like when I entered middle school around like 10 to 12, you start to, you start to like see like people in your friendship group and you start to like lower that lens of, idealism towards your dad and then you start like questioning him and you start to amplify his weaknesses and and then it starts to like it's it's like an attack on your identity because you're like wait so my dad isn't that strong after all like he's expressing all these like emotions that aren't strong and happy Mm. so that there was like looking back it's crazy to think that because it took me a while to adjust to that because how i initially reacted to that being so young is like okay now i've got to seek out other like male figures who are like, you know, sort of like polar opposites to that. The ones who are a bit more loud, a bit more like forceful and all that mm. sort of thing. Um, and earliest sort of uh, male role model outside my house was probably like my, my neighbor's dad. Um, and he was a lot more, I guess, assertive, a lot more louder, prouder that sort of persona um, and obviously teachers as well. Um, I played footy growing up. So um, a lot of coaches, like you said, sport coaches. Um, and I, f- 
I, I honestly felt it a bit hard to adjust to to like the competitive sport industry growing up because like mm-hmm. you know like I said I was a very observant relatively quiet sort of down-to-earth kid so I did yeah. a lot of observing not as much speaking compared to the other kids so it's like uh this like full-on like all this energy like all these like guys around and like don't be a don't be a bitch don't be a pussy like do yeah, this man. do that like all this yeah. outward energy and then yeah. there's like no time for you to just like sit with your feelings and you're just like oh mm. shit you're just like throwing yourself into into these like new new ways of doing things new experiences yeah. that's so actually it takes a, a while to adjust yeah yeah 100% man 100% agree and like that's a it's actually a really really fucking good point like being in and yeah like i played footy growing up as well like i stopped playing footy in 2018 like played it all like all as a kid like everything like that and yeah what you said like it's so noisy like Mm. uh, for those listening i just did like quote marks with my fingers um it's so like noisy in the sense of yeah there's all this uh yeah energy there's all this uh it's a space where you feel crammed right and you feel like you're backed into a corner if you don't fit into the narrative of like a footy club which is like loud boisterous get around the boys drink the beers hang shit on each other avoid problems distract ourselves from what's really going on etc 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 right and yeah being being an observant kid it's like hang on is this is this really how it is and you start to question it and I mean, for me, I relate that back so much to questioning like the role models in my life and especially like my dad because my dad was the same. He played footy for like 30 years. Like he played a lot of footy growing up and yeah, then I started playing footy and I started to really understand how footy club worked and I was like, uh, like my dad said that footy was like this most amazing thing and it was like all about the team and you know builds good community and i was like i feel like an outcast i don't i don't feel like i fit in here like do do you know what i mean it's like Mm. and then i was like to dad i'm like are you a liar have you been lying to me and i really started to question him and it was like you know is this really what you've told me that footy is all about like because I don't see any aspect and like disclaimer, like this didn't happen all the time. It was just like certain situations where I'd see guys purely acting for themselves and doing things for themselves and not being part of the community and not doing things for the team and all these things that my dad had said. And then I'm like, uh, like what the fuck kind of thing. And it's just like, it's, it's, it, it triggered me at the time because I got, I suppose, angry and confused at the same time. And then it was like a it was like a spiral because I was angry at the fact that I was confused. And then that would just cause more anger, which would cause more confusion. And then it'd be like, what the hell is going on? So like for you, man, like how did you, I suppose, how did you move through that? What sort of stuff did you do to to move through that kind of thing in terms of the, yeah, the, the team sports and stuff 
Yeah, man. Oh, like you said, like you start to really be like hypercritical of not just like the people you put on a pedestal, like your dad and like those early male figures, but then you start to go within after removing yourself from from the environment, and then that's when all like the hypercritical questions come into play, and you're like, yeah. wait, so like, am I soft? Am I like, am I <laughs> yeah, part, yeah. do I not belong part of this group? And um, yeah, that, I think that's like, and early on when you're still like having all these like developmental um, like things going on in your head and like physically you're growing as well. So there's all these changes on top of changes. So yeah, to be honest, I, I don't think I consciously like sat myself down and tried to work through it because you just don't know how, like where do you even start with that? Yeah. So I think the, I think um and speaking about it, I see how it all ties in now to like my, like why I pursued so much like self-development and learning like post high school and like, mm. um, like after I took a year off um, graduating from high school and like that's when I did sp- spend a lot more time trying to like sit with myself and do a lot more reflecting in that period. And yeah, yeah I think it was honestly – it was trying to unlearn a lot, like pretty much unlearn the last 18 years of what I thought it was to be, to be a man, to be this like ideal person that I tried to um, like create for myself. Hmm. Um, And then it's also because I started to just like practice a bit more self-awareness, practice a bit more ownership about what's happened. I was then able to, um, like do less of the whole like idealizing certain people demonizing certain people therefore it was a lot more easier to judge myself less as well and then i could look into other people in my life and be a lot more accepting and understanding of them i I guess going back to the point that's how i sort of like learned to learn to unlearn most of those behaviors Mm. and yeah things that i picked on picked up growing up yeah 100 percent. that's that's a, I love what you said. It's like at the time, cause like I was very much the same. Like at the time I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't go home and do like a 30 minute meditation and get my journal out and speak to the universe and ask for some answers. It was like, I didn't know how to do any of that then. Like, right. Hell it's no. like, yeah. Like I was at that point in my life, I was like, that shit, like you gotta be crazy wearing tinfoil hat kind of motherfucker to be doing that shit. Like, but now I'm like, yeah, yeah you want to get some answers? Like, you're going to have to do that. But yeah, back then it's just like, you have no conscious awareness at all about, you know, going, uh, you know, going inward to, to really figure it out. It's like, yeah, for me personally, it was just like, I was focused on all the external stuff. It was just like, well, that's happening. So I'm just going to ignore that shit and distract myself with that thing over there. And that's how I'm going to get past it. And then it wasn't until obviously later in life that I'm like, oh, that's still there. I've got to work on that. Yeah, interesting stuff. I want to um, want to move on, want to move on past, I suppose, childhood and, and growing up and get to a little bit later in life, man. So sort of around yeah like that post school you took a year off uh what, what was happening in your life then you know you took a year off were you were you working what was happening in your life at that point yeah so finished year 12 graduated high school and then i wasn't in a rush to jump straight into uni because like typically it's just like here's here's the pathway um pursue the degree the career um etc but 
to be honest, I was like, well, consciously now I'm like that whole like three years post high school or like even the rest of your years post high school should be dedicated to another period of just learning, like mm-hmm. unlearning, relearning and just yes. learning because learning's lifelong. That's what I've sort of realized now. And I think it's, it, I was sort of hinted to like, like if I'm not exactly like certain in what I want to do, like there's no point to jump into it. And my sister sort of advised me as well because she's a bit older than me. She was like, if you don't know what to do, just take some time off, get, I don't know, just try a few things. So that's what I did. I, um, my first job after year 12 was this um, like call center job. And that was my first proper full-time job. It was like the office environment. Um, I walked in just a shy 18-year-old, like passive in my shell. And then you see all these like managerial people and there's like loud voices and they're like very dominant and assertive and they like telling you what to do. And I was sort of like, oh shit, just like conform, just Mm. do what they Mm. say, stay in line. Because that's that's what I always knew growing up, just stay in line, don't be too loud. You don't want to make too much of a splash. Um, so that's what I did for six months. I quit after the six six months because they put me into this like graveyard role. I was working like uh, 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. So that ruined my wow. physical health. Yeah. Sleeping, sleep was done. Physical health went down the drain. And then like you said, like as soon as I got home, I would sleep and then I'd seek external um, like things to just like take my mind off work and just to relax. And that would be going out, hanging with friends, like smoking weed, either going, going out, just like completely just like all the time you you have to recover. You just, yeah. It's like full disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Disconnect. Yeah. Just unconsciously just doing shit. Yeah. Um, And then you like, and then come Monday morning, you wake up and you're like, oh, 6 a.m. You're you're just like no, yeah, um, yeah. And then also after that job, I went into a warehousing job, even better. Just yeah. purely masculine energy, all full of dudes. Just like this hot warehouse, you'll talk shit, all this drama, like during your smoko and like your yeah. lunch breaks. So even better. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, man. Uh, pretty much, I was just trying to save up. Because um, me and me and my mates decided we wanted to go to Europe, just like leave the fishbowl that was like Darwin, leave that environment, and just do something like yeah we've never done before together. So yeah, um, looking back, like even that year was a whole like it was there wasn't much self discovery, but that was all those experiences leading to that big conscious breakthrough and like questioning everything, and then that foray into like trying to be better and like trying to develop as as a person as a man so i'm very grateful looking back because i had to go through that Mm. that like period of being lost and yeah yeah 100 so i can question everything today so beautiful man yeah i love that love that i think that's uh so interesting looking back at all like the the previous jobs you've had hey and just like especially now being so being so uh Let's use a let's use like a hype word like woke being so woke now yeah <laughs> and like obviously it's just like it's like consciously aware but we're gonna use woke because it's it sounds cool but being like people so, love that word 
Oh yeah, man. Uh, what is it? buzzword? Buzzword. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being like so consciously aware now, and like looking back at old jobs, and just being like, oh, the warehouse job. Ha <laughs> uh, Yeah, the call center job. Oh, fuck. Ha ha ha. It's just yeah. You you look back now, and you're like, wow. Like that environment was so like. Yeah, toxic and yeah, like purely masculine and like yeah, talking shit on your lunch breaks. Like yeah, that's what that's what warehouse jobs are made for. Like it's just like come in, drive your forklift, get into the smoko room, have your have your energy drink and your sausage roll for smoko, and then you you get back to work. It's yeah, it's interesting to look back at that. I suppose the next part, man, is what was the. Uh, what was the turning point in your life? What was the point that you, yeah, like you said, started to really question everything? Yeah, definitely. Turning turning point was definitely second year uni. So after after the gap year, working those jobs and then traveling to Europe. So Europe essentially like sort of broke the pattern in, in that mundane like way of living because like completely new environment, if you got to be independent, you're away from your from like your your safety net of living with your parents. So it's like my first foray into like this independent world, um, and that sort of made me go shit. Like um, like I've been living in like such a small world, uh, such a small like environment in Darwin, and there's like just this whole another world waiting for me outside, like my own home. So I started sort of like being a lot more open to the idea of leaving home at like at 18. So yeah, really grateful for that year because that made me make the decision to leave Darwin and move to Melbourne, like that that bigger city life, go to uni. Um, and yeah, just really that first leap into like um, like this uncertain environment, so sort of like a leap of faith. Um, that was pretty scary at the start, but then – Again, entered that whole uni lifestyle, which again, one up from the warehouse job, all of these different personalities, young males, girls, yep. all these egos, and you're trying to, trying to, and you, if you've got to sort of like put on this persona if you want to, you know, be heard and be that, the guy on your floor and, be a social butterfly so mm. again that was hard for me to juggle as well being so reserved and sort of losing my voice growing up and conforming to like all, all these like social expectations and then you build like this overly anxious like way of thinking and way of behaving around like larger groups especially with like more extroverted louder prouder like mm. guys so that was a challenge as well because I did that. I tried to, I put on a persona to try fit in. Um, and again, sort of losing, losing touch with, I guess myself. And then second year after like constantly waking up at like one, 2 PM hungover, like the sides of my like body hurting, my health was shit again, did not feel like good in my body. So yeah, that was sort of like the turning point to be like, okay. Um, like I've, committed to to like developing myself and learning i made that commitment to myself i was like i'm going to look at like my very early interests try to find like clues into that so there was like 
I like did a lot of filmmaking growing up. I was I was creative. Um, I liked the design part. I liked business growing up. I liked films. I liked advertising. I liked marketing. I was studying marketing at the time, so I I started to just like be in that mode of just acquiring skills. Um, yeah. How to edit videos. How to like manage social media accounts. So I started building skills around that. Locked myself in my dorm room, um, and then. During the summer break, I could have moved back to Darwin, but I decided to stay in Melbourne. Um, and I actually had to move off campus, spoke to this landlord, moved into this little like shack in the back of his yard. And then he told me about this like business idea that he had. And he was looking for like a young, energetic like person who knew stuff about social media. So it was like perfect timing. I told him what I was learning about, what I could do for him. Then he offered me like this part-time job over the summer and then I started managing his social media accounts and from there like I ended up like he ended up being one of my like first clients of like managing social media accounts and doing like videos and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so but I guess that like cross that cross point of me just opening up my mind to new sort of skills, new areas and just like being a lot more fluid in the way I was like taking things in from the world allowed me to seek like new opportunities like that which is um yeah which is cool that yeah that sort of shift in your mind where you're like maybe i don't know as much as i thought i did mm, and then yeah. yeah and then you sort of attract more new ideas opinions new people into your life so yeah that was a really yeah. cool 100 percent, 100% man and like yeah it makes makes so much sense right like you start to open your mind up to new possibilities and then it's like as soon as you make that decision it is like a it's like a switch it's like you you open yep. your mind up to what could be and what what could happen in your life and then yeah all of a sudden you're in a shack in some guy's backyard and you've got a part-time job doing like exactly the thing that you want to do like people yeah, exactly. listen to that kind of story and they go what like how could that be and it's like I mean, you know, doing stuff around like Raz and, and stuff like that. It's like, well, you allowed it to to come into your reality. And then, of course, it showed up. It's like you, you started looking for it or you were open to the possibility of it showing up. And yeah, universe was like, cool, just going to plant a seed here and see if he, he does want this. And yeah, what the fuck? What, what do you know? You're imagining this guy's social media accounts like awesome, man. So cool. So cool. And like from, from there, obviously you said you were really into yeah design and business and, and filmmaking and stuff like that. And then, yeah, you started managing this guy's social media accounts. What, what, when was this, what year was that? This would have been 20, 2017, 2018. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And yeah, during that period as well, when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, allow myself to just freely explore without trying to be this like just trying to just do as many like new sort of experiences and stuff like that so that's when I started looking at like overseas internship opportunities at my uni because I was like there's no point me just spending the majority of my uni life like on campus when there's like so much like there's like all these government grants and fundings available for you to like go overseas um yeah. to like do two week internships i was like no nah, i'm throwing myself i'm going all in i'm gonna throw myself into that um applied for all these like grants and scholarships and then yeah 
went to like China, Malaysia, South Korea. Um, so yeah, and you you could imagine like what that would have done to like someone who's from a small town in Darwin just being exposed to all these like new new cultures, new personalities. Um, mm. Yeah, that really, like? and then that really, oh, cult culturally. <laughs> culturally a bit of a shock but also yeah. just like you walking down the street and going fuck yeah man like there's like you just i was in shock because i was like like six months ago i never would have put myself in the position in this position but just that shift in in like your raz or that your shift in perspective and just being surrendering yourself to to like new worlds mm. that was dope and um yeah yeah that led that gave me the confidence and that gave me the optimism to seek out more like new experiences new new ways to do things um and oh the i remember just constantly making all these associations like in the current time making all these connections to my past and be like oh that was why this and making like if you think of like a a a tree branch and all these like branches splintering off i was making so many (laughs) associations and connections and that was like really really like inspiring that like that like lit my world on fire when i was making all these connections yeah yeah beautiful and then what yeah what happened next what happened when you because obviously you're back in australia now yeah like when did you yeah when did you come back how long were you overseas for yeah so those trips were like over a six to 12 month period like two to three weeks per trip nice so i smashed all those out um in my second and last year of uni. So my last year of uni was in 20, 2019. Um, so by then, just racking up all these um, like worldly experiences and then doing um, doing one of those internships in China, I got offered a job from one of the like lecturers who were on, the, on one of those trips. So again, just being in, being in the right place, right time, being open to new experiences. I got offered a job to work at the uni for a bit, designing like presentation slides. So again, I was like learning all these skills and then stacking them with these experiences. So I was like, great. This is like affirming everything that I sort of like, uh, sort of expected um, like subconsciously. So yeah, after uni, I like, I had that flair to just like not follow the status quo Yep. I'd say, and I like decided to pursue that whole like uh, fray into like social media, doing videos for like business owners managing their social media accounts. Um, so I committed to that. Not yeah, and I, I think I um, got a bit too overly enthusiastic with that because then I like learned okay, I actually have to get out and communicate with people I've never <laughs> spoken to. I have to sell on the phone. Yep. And that was a whole like, that was a whole foray into this new world as well. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the year, the year following that, um, like being this, being this like small fish in a big pond, I obviously had to learn a lot of those skills fast and also accept how complacent I got with, like um like my early i guess achievements in like mm. running my freelancer business because i'm like yeah i've got like i've got a client he's paying me like over 1500 bucks a month and i'm doing what i love i can fucking do this and then it's like okay but are you like bringing on new clients are you making new business and then you learn yeah. all the fundamentals of that um but all those skills turned into me starting a creative agency a year later 
with a good videographer friend of mine. So that was my first proper business, I'd say. Nice. Um, started started 2020, so started last year. Beautiful. Yeah. What, what was the agency called? So the agency is AX Creative. Um, so based in Melbourne uh, right now, I'm, I'm no longer with the agency now. Uh, we could probably go into that. But yeah, a lot of real estate videos, uh, a few branding projects, and also a lot of um, yeah, cool um, commercial videos for like e-commerce products and stuff. So nice. Really diverse range, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, feel free to go into it if you want, man. Like it's it's totally up to you. Like I said, this is, uh, like I said before we started, this is, uh, this is a podcast where we we dive in we we do the hard converse so it's up to you if you want to share it man yeah no i'm definitely let's get into it so it is part of the journey anyway so uh so 2020 so the whole of 2020 um started that business bootstrapped it um that's when i sort of at the start of 2020 that's when i was like okay now i've got to take the lead here so i like jumped on the phone Called, called all these like real estate agents, so it's, and of course, just like shitting myself on the other side, just like, uh, <laughs> um, not knowing, not knowing what the hell I was like actually offering. Not sure what value I could provide to these people. Just yeah. purely like, hey, can I shoot? Can we like organize a free shoot, a uh, free video for you of like some like sick property that you're managing? Um, but from there, like we got one client who trusted us, put faith in us, and then he referred another one of his guys and just compounded so we ended up getting a lot more better with the quality of our product expanding our like clientele um and that that got us that honestly got us through like the whole covid phase as well and we obviously had to adapt and do a lot more remote branding projects so yeah yeah that was really cool um but also through that through all that i started again like started to do a lot more like um, introspective sort of like questioning of like, am I, am I just doing this because it's like, like, yes, it's, it's generating money. And yes, it's like, I did enjoy this a year, two years ago, but is this what I want to be doing as like, is this like the best I could be doing Mm. the best I could be and to be honest, like looking back, I can take full ownership ownership of it now. Like my half, my heart was half in it, and that definitely produced like half half ass results as well. And I was showing up, and I was being very transactional, and yeah, I just wasn't. Yeah, heart was half in it, so I, I obviously wasn't like fully loving what I was doing and how I was showing up showing up for myself, showing up for my business partner. And we've had a really um, um, like good conversation talking about it now. Um, but then, yeah, start of this year, I made the decision to just like have a conversation with him and I actually spoke to, to one of Tom's. So this goes, this connects to how I got into Transformer. So one of Tom's students in Transformer reached out to me on Instagram and he was like, let's like, meet up have a coffee because i've been seeing what you're doing and i feel like we could get along and at the point of time i was at a crossroads in my business with the agency so i was like okay like i'm willing to just like catch up with this guy and i think he was influenced by tom to be like create an empowering environment rather than like um um like tear down your current environment so it was Mm -hmm. like okay 
I'm going to start reaching out to like people who I feel aligned with. So that's what he did. He reached out to me, had a chat with him, naturally ended up being a very open chat, talking about how I was feeling in my life yeah, um, with my business and just the, the fulfillment that I lacked in that point of time. And then he challenged me to have, a, have that hard conversation and express and share how I was feeling to my business partner. So from that conversation, sat down with my business partner, had a heart to heart. And yeah, mutually agreed it would be best if I spent some time on myself and see what I'd do outside the business. So the agency agency's still going. And from there I hit that was like another sort of um crossing the threshold because I was like, what the hell do I do now? So I invested all the money that I made into another business course, which was another one of those like teach other people how to make money, do this and don't even worry about aligning yourself. Don't worry about your values. So then I was like, Oh, what the fuck? So I felt, I I was just like hitting a brick wall again. So, but then at that point, Tom and the transformer was in my sort of conscious awareness and Mm. Brian really um, recommended me to, to reach out and just see if it was a good fit. And then from there I was, starting to uh, warmed up a lot to to the whole idea even though tom comes off as a very like you know um driven loud masculine dude yeah which is something I, like i wasn't familiar with at that time so yeah it took me a bit of time to warm up but then i like yeah made the jump committed using the last bit of cash i had and um yeah haven't looked back since yeah post transfer hell yeah man wow what <laughs> What a journey, man. Holy shit. That's like, I just had like a second where I was like, whoa, this guy's from Darwin. Like, what? <laughs> like, this, like you said, this small town of Darwin, like, it's, it's so crazy to think that you started in Darwin with a dad who, had a what a cultural barrier a language barrier or Mm. whatever you had those those challenges like growing up and then the the role models and then like moving to melbourne which is obviously like uh, just isolating that little thing like that's a huge thing for someone to do to move away from their hometown and like uh i'm i'm such a big advocate for that like moving away from your hometown like as soon as yeah humanly possible like so many anchors so many environments there that you're attached to that that will keep you very much the same without doing like a lot of work around it so even just that even like going overseas like doing all that kind of stuff like putting on the persona to like try and fit in at uni like and realizing that like that's unhealthy and like going through job after job that you knew you didn't like and then even like investing in courses and then you were just like, wait, why the fuck aren't they talking about how I can like bring value to the world and like align to my values every day and like actually provide a service that is going to have such a huge fucking impact on the world, not just be a fucking fitness influencer that uses booty bands and has a discount code and (laughs) drives an orange Lambo. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah it's it's crazy to i mean uh, yeah i love it i fucking love it man like it's it's so cool and like i commend you on on where you started to where you are now i think it's it's really 
really fucking powerful and courageous. Courageous is like the word Appreciate comes to mind. Man. Yeah, all good, brother. Like it's it's really cool. And I suppose like to to really wrap this all up in a in a nice pretty ribbon, like what would you say are like the three core things that allowed you to keep pushing and then keep moving forward to where you are now? What would be the three core things? I think the first thing is definitely definitely taking ownership of everything that's happened to this point. Um, and you can't take ownership unless you're aware of it. So I think the, the follow-up point with that is like, like everyone loves to say, be self-aware, but like, how do you practice that? Well, it's like, you can only do that when you're with yourself, when you're on, you, when you're sitting under the, the moonlight and you're just looking up into space, having that existential like moment, which yes. I did in, in the office job when I was like working those graveyard shifts, being the yeah. only person sitting in that office, looking outside the window. And there's only like one or two lights on in, in the buildings across from you. And then you're like feeling so small when you're in such like huge world. Um, but then it's those little moments. So I think appreciating and taking those, those times when you're with yourself to, to lean into to what's coming up for you. I think it's a really good practice to have, whether that's journaling, whether that's meditation, which is um, like I'm a big advocate um, now for sure. Um, so, yeah, one, ownership. Two, having the awareness to take ownership. And then three, like it's the whole embodiment piece that I'm sort of working on now, which is like the, the implementing everything that you're like relearning, unlearning and learning about yourself and about the world. So, yeah, I think ownership, awareness, implementation is the three core things I could share. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, finish finish it off, man. Like what's your, where can people find you? Where can people reach out to you if they want to, yeah, inquire about, well, even just have a conversation with you, but even to just inquire yeah. about what you do, your work, everything like that. Where can we find you? Yeah. So I'm on all socials. My, probably I'm most uh, active on my Instagram. So it's at Anthony, A-N-T-O-N-I-E underscore N-G. Um, also big on, on LinkedIn. If you want to find me there, just Anthony NG. Um, yeah, pretty exciting times. Just launched my first, um, like coaching business program called the Lined Hero 90 day program, helping people align themselves with their values, start from within first and then build something purposeful from within. And then how do you express that, share your heart's message to the world, build, uh, impactful offering. Um, yeah. So Nice. that's where i'm at at the moment so exciting times yeah for sure. beautiful man beautiful thank you thank you thank you deeply for for jumping on today uh, i truly appreciate it. this has been a, a really really cool conversation and for those listening if you feel like uh you feel like a man in your life could benefit from listening to this please share it with him you know i appreciate you all sharing this podcast with men who truly need it the most uh but yeah anthony Thank you so much for jumping on, brother. This has been epic. Just so welcome, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey of Strength podcast. If you know a man, if you know a bloke who you think could benefit from listening to something like this, please feel free to share this with him. Also, if you're looking for even more free content, jump over to our Instagram page at Jacob underscore Weatherly. That's J-A-C-O-B 
underscore w-e-a-t-h-e-r-l-e-y and as well as that jump over to our youtube channel again jacob weatherly search that up on youtube for even more free content free resources for all of us men out there again thank you so much for tuning in peace